You're listening to the Faith Matters Podcast with Steve McKinley. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you could join me today. I'm Steve McKinley, the pastor of the Navin Baptist Fellowship. You know, we've often heard it said that it is more blessed to give than to receive. And yet there's something very exciting about receiving a gift, especially if it's a surprise to us and it's unexpected and we don't know what it is. And did you know that the Bible pictures salvation as a free gift from God? And you might be thinking, is salvation really that easy? Is it just like reaching out and receiving a gift and it doesn't cost me anything? Yes, this is the picture of salvation that we get from Scripture. And so I have my Bible open here to the book of Ephesians in the New Testament. And Ephesians chapter 2, and I want to look at verses 8 and 9. And so the Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So very clearly here, the Bible tells us that salvation is the gift of God. It even uses that very word. And he says, for by grace are you saved. It's by the grace of God that we can know God personally and receive eternal life and live forever with God. It's by grace. And you might be thinking, what is grace? There's a we, we can make grace into an acronym. It's a well-known acronym that you may recognize. But grace is spelled G-R-A-C-E. And we can let that stand for these words. God's riches at Christ's expense. And this really is a good uh, description or picture of what uh, grace is. Uh, it's a good description of, of grace. It's God's riches at Christ's expense. In other words, it's me receiving all of God's riches, everything that God has in store for me, including eternal life, but not at my own expense, at the expense of Christ. It's the payment that Christ made, um, that he paid. It's like as if Jesus Christ went out and bought the gift for us, and then he comes and offers us this free gift. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. How many gifts do you know of that you have to go out and work for? And if you worked for it, you would not go around calling it a gift. You would say you worked for it, and there would be some boasting and some pride at look what I did, some kind of sense of self-accomplishment. Uh, you would have bragging rights if you had this treasure gift that you had labored hard for. And, and uh, the Bible here says that, says, For by grace are you saved, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And so God offers us what we haven't earned and what we don't deserve. Salvation is by 
the free gift of God, and the Bible term for God's free gift is grace. And so we sing the this, the well-known hymn, Amazing Grace. What's so amazing about grace? It's that God's gift to me is so rich, and yet it costs me absolutely nothing. That is pretty amazing. And if I had to go out and work for my salvation, God's gift of salvation would not be quite so amazing because I could take the credit for it, and it's something that I do. And a lot of people think that grace is my cooperation with God. You know, as I do good works, God kind of fills in my lack and uh, helps me achieve eternal life. However, that is not what Scripture says. It says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God not of works. Why? Lest any man should boast. See, when we think that we can work for our salvation, uh, we really make salvation about us. It's really about what we do, and that, that's a matter of boasting. But salvation is a matter of thanksgiving and praise to God because it's all about what God does, not about what I do. And that's what grace is. God gets all the credit and he gets all the credit for my salvation. How do we receive this free gift? Any gift that's offered to you, you could refuse it, but you have to reach out and receive the gift. How do we receive the grace of God? How do we access this gift, this great gift of salvation and a relationship with God that he offers us? Well, he tells us right here in the passage in Ephesians 2, verse 8. He says, For by grace are you saved through faith. And so we find out here that faith is the key that unlocks or opens the door for God's grace to us. And we have to exercise faith in the saving work of Jesus Christ in order to receive the gift of Jesus Christ that God offers us. And so faith is the key to unlock and to receive God's grace. And I want to go over to Romans chapter 5 and read the first two verses. Here's another passage that says the same thing. This is Romans chapter 5, and in verse 1 it says, Therefore, being justified by faith... We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, being justified, justified is a fancy word that simply means being made right with God. So, therefore, we are made right with God by faith, he says. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, sin separates us from God, but we can become right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And he goes on in verse 2 and says, By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. I just love the wording of this verse. It says that we access, we have access into this grace by faith. Faith. And so you see, 
God doesn't just give salvation to every person in the world. God is loving, he loves every person in the world, and he does hold out the free gift of salvation to everyone in the world. So the free gift of salvation, the offer, goes out to everyone in the world. But it doesn't belong to you, and it will never belong to you until you reach out by faith and accept the gift that he so freely offers you. And you have to accept it by faith. And that's because the gift was very expensive. It was very pricey, very dear, this gift of salvation. And it came at a tremendous cost. And it cost Jesus Christ his life. And it cost him suffering in, in, in agony and dying on the cross and the Bible teaches us that all of God's wrath was poured out on his own son. And if you want to read more about that, look at Isaiah chapter 53. Uh, it's, it's a very detailed account of how Jesus' suffering uh, paid the price for our sins. And so while salvation is free to us, salvation wasn't free. It cost Jesus Christ, God's precious son, dearly to pay for our salvation. And so faith involves trusting in the payment that Jesus Christ made. And you know, most people don't want to do that. They want to go out and work for their salvation. They want to trust their own works rather than the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. If you had a chance to watch the podcast from last week, I use the analogy that working for your salvation is like climbing Mount Everest. It's like climbing a, a, a steep hill and working hard to try to get to the top and somehow reach God's standard of, of holiness and to be accepted by God. But this is not the picture of, of salvation. This is not the way of salvation that we find in Scripture. It's by placing your faith in Jesus Christ, and we have access into this grace, it says here in, in Romans 5-2, by faith. And you might be thinking, what is this faith? Okay, if faith is the key to unlock the door of God's grace um, and to uh, give me access to all of God's riches, what exactly is this faith? And Faith here in the Bible involves three things. The first thing, the first element of saving faith is our understanding. We have to understand the truth that Jesus Christ paid the penalty for our sin. Jesus Christ paid the debt that I owed for my sin. He paid that on the cross of Calvary. And by his death and resurrection, he offers to forgive me of my sin and gave me the same resurrection life that he now has. So he offers me eternal life. And if I'm going to have faith in that, I first have to understand those truths. And you have to understand that Jesus Christ died for your sin and offers you salvation. Okay, so first you have to understand it. Secondly, you have to agree to it. Uh, there are people who understand these truths and yet reject it and say, no, not for me. 
you have to accept it as true. But you know what? Even agreeing that Jesus Christ died for you on the cross of Calvary, even agreeing to that and saying that it's true is not true saving faith. The third element of true saving faith is coming to depend on that very fact. In other words, it's not just a belief up here in the head, up here in the mind. It is actually a trust. It's an inner trust. It's a total dependence on Jesus Christ as my Savior. That if Jesus Christ had not paid for my sin, I would be doomed to hell. But I just trust in the fact that Jesus Christ will save me from my sin. I depend on that. And saving faith is like sitting on a stool. And you can sit on a stool and have your full weight bearing down on that stool. And you can even lift your legs up off the floor and not be supporting yourself by your own feet. And you could just sit there in that stool. And we could say that you have faith in that stool. You're not doing anything. You're not working to hold yourself up. You're simply resting, trusting in the stool that you're sitting in. And that's such a great picture of salvation. We're not working for our salvation, but we are resting in Jesus Christ who did all the work for us. And we're not, we're not laboring, we're, we're resting. It's a picture of rest. When we come to Jesus Christ, we're in, a, in the place of rest. What a, what a place of blessing to be in. And here in Scripture, we have actually several illustrations of receiving this free gift of salvation by faith. One example is in Acts chapter 8. Uh, There we we read of the account of Philip uh, preaching Jesus Christ to this eunuch who was traveling from Jerusalem uh, back down to Ethiopia where he was from. And here the eunuch is reading Isaiah chapter 53, and he doesn't understand it. And the Lord sends Philip along, and Philip comes alongside him and says, Do you understand what you're reading? And the man says, How can I understand except someone tell me? You see, that's the understanding part of saving faith. And so Philip proceeded then at Isaiah 53 and throughout Scripture to preach to him Jesus Christ. And as he is preaching Christ to this man, the man comes to believe. And so the man says, what prevents me from being baptized? And Philip responded and said, if you believe with all your heart, then you may. We find out that baptism is the symbol of belief in Scripture. And so the man placed his faith in Jesus Christ. They went down into the water, and Philip baptized him there. And it says then that he went on his way rejoicing. And that's the last we hear of this eunuch that Philip witnessed to. And he received the free gift of salvation, and he went on his way rejoicing. He was glad because he received a free gift. He didn't have a life of of labor and toil ahead of him to try to earn his salvation. All right, another example is Cornelius, and, and this, we find this in Acts chapter 10, and here is a man who Peter, the apostle Peter, came to share Christ with Cornelius and his household. 
And Peter's speaking to Cornelius of Jesus Christ, and he says, To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins or forgiveness of sins. And then it says, On them was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, these men had not even been had not even been baptized yet, but Peter said, whoever believes in him will receive forgiveness of sins, and even as he was speaking, they believed in their heart, and God poured over them the gift of the Holy Spirit. They received the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. And then we have the Philippian jailer. This is in Acts chapter 16. And here, the Philippian jailer, I'm not going to retell the story, just go to Acts chapter 16 if you want to get the full story. It's, it's quite a story. But uh, he, this jailer asks, uh, asks Paul, Sir, what must I do to be saved? Now listen to the response here. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord to all that were in the house, and they they ended up believing, they were baptized, and it says that they rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. So Paul's answer to the question of what must I do to be saved was not do the best you can. But sadly, that's what most people think about salvation, but that is not Paul's answer. He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. So it's by faith, it's not by works. And then the last example that I'll mention here in Scripture is the thief on the cross. You remember when Jesus was hanging on the cross at his crucifixion, and here are two thieves, one hanging on either side of Jesus. One of the thieves was uh, mocking Jesus and scorning him, even as he was dying next to him. But the thief on the other side of the cross placed his faith in Jesus, and he, he said to Jesus, "'Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom.'" And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. This just goes to show someone on their deathbed can, can place their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and the moment they die, they will be in the very presence, living eternal life with the Lord Jesus Christ. But this was a dying, desperate man calling out to his only hope. And he said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He was pleading with the Lord. And the Lord said, today you'll be with me in paradise. And you know what? That is the message for you. It's the message for all of us that if we call on the Lord, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom, um, uh, we'll get to live with him forever. And so the gift of salvation is offered to you. And the only question is, will you receive it? Will you receive God's free gift of salvation, or will you reject his gift and continue to try to work to please God by your own way and by your own self-efforts? So is your salvation by the works that you do 
or is it by your faith in Jesus Christ? According to the Bible, there's only one way to receive God's grace, and it's a free gift, and it's by placing your complete trust, your dependence on the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So is your salvation through a life of good works, of charity work, and saying the rosary, and trying to be good to your neighbor, and just being a good person, or is your total dependence in the Lord Jesus Christ? The Bible makes clear that the only way of salvation, the only access that you have to God's grace, is by placing your complete trust and dependence on the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Then you'll have eternal life, and then you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Will you receive that today? Oh